You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is going to be a great one. Not only because we're going to talk about some of the new stuff that's going on with the uh, Razorback football team and some of the updates, but it's because we're going to be joined by Danny West of Hawksports.com. He does a great job over at that website and does a great job of covering the Razorbacks. So we're going to talk to him about the latest in the Razorback football side of things as far as new coaching hire at the tight end position as well as recruiting. So without further ado, let's go to the phone lines. Welcome in Danny West of Hawksports.com. Danny, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Good to be back on with y'all. Yeah, it's good to have you back on, man. Good and, to have uh, you on, Danny. Good to hear you. Yeah, good it's, to hear your voice, Joe. <laughs> it's like you know, we uh, we you need to do this more often, but it actually worked out perfectly because having you on today with the news and reports that I know you guys were talking about on Hogsports.com, as far as the new tight ends coach for the Razorbacks, um, Cody Kennedy is the guy. He comes from Southern Miss. He was also at Tulane. He was a grad assistant under Sam Pittman, but he's an offensive line coach. Uh, what do you make of the hire, and what can you tell us about Cody Kennedy? Interesting, ain't it? Yeah. You know, he would make that transition from coaching tight ends, but, you know, we've seen that before. Tight ends kind of one of those positions where, you know, Barry Lonnie Jr. didn't have a, a ton of experience with it, right? And, um, and he made it pretty well, I would say. So I think it is a, a little bit of a, an easier transition, especially being a run game coordinator and offensive line coach. To me, it, it speaks to Arkansas's uh, – uh, I guess Sam Pittman's want to get better in the run game, I would think. You know, you look at some of the stats, John, from last year, everybody knows they were 78th in the nation in, rush, in rushing yards, 8th in the SEC, but when you take that a step further, it was it really came down to can you run the football when, when everybody expects you to, right? So you look at third and short rushing, they were 13th in the SEC, 10th in the league in the low red zone, 9th in fourth quarter rushing, They've got a long way to go in those categories, right? So maybe by improving the blocking of, of the tight end, I guess that's what they're going for. That would make sense to me. A lot of that obviously comes uh, by way of recruiting, which takes time. So, you know, it's just a personnel issue. But obviously uh, he's well thought of as a as a recruiter. I was telling RJ earlier this morning that uh, I read it somewhere, Tulane had never had even a three-star signee on the offensive line. This guy came in and signed six three-star guys in his first class there. So, granted, we're talking about three stars. We're talking about a, a lower level at Tulane, but I'm sure that was a big step for them. So, maybe he's a good recruiter. He's going to have some Louisiana ties, some Georgia ties, obviously. So, we'll see how it, how it shakes out. But he seems to me a young guy, going to be energetic and going to be fun to watch. We'll see. So Coach Kennedy brings uh, a bunch of different things to the table as far as helping in the blocking schemes and then the recruiting basis. But as a tight end, you block and you catch passes. So who would you expect the responsibility of working on receiving with the tight ends? Who would you expect that to go to? It's a really good question. I think Kendall Browse will probably have um, maybe some say in that. You know, uh, maybe it's a situation where you trust your GA with some of that. We've seen now, uh, you know, they're they're willing to, to put some responsibility on a GA. So maybe that's the case there. But that was my first thought, too, Joe. How is this going to fit into a Kendall Browse type 
offense too, right? I mean, it's one that's always used the tight end in the passing game. We, we've we seen what he's done in the past, and uh, it's going to be interesting going forward because, I mean, you look at that and you see run game coordinator and offensive line coach, and suddenly you're, you're coaching the tight ends. It is a little bit different, so that, that'll be one of the most interesting things going into spring ball, I'm sure. You know, one of the things that I have looked at with this hire, because I agree with you as far as, you know, deciding that you want to go more into the running game and, and getting a little more physical, do you think that that was problematic this past year? Because, you know, Blake Kern was a big guy, and he's coming back next year. But, yeah. you know, Hudson Henry wasn't necessarily the biggest guy, and I know that they were pretty thin on at tight end as it was. But do you feel like it was a problem this past season and uh, not having a tight end who was really effective in the running game and just blocking in general? See, that's the funny thing about Blake Kern, right? I mean, you look at him, he looks about a cheeseburger away from moving to right tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, it, as it turns out this year, he was probably more known for what he did as a receiver. 20 catches, I think he had 201 uh, receiving yards, a couple of touchdowns there. He broke off some big, long catch-and-run type plays uh, throughout the course of the year. So I was probably expecting him to be more of the blocker and HUD to take on more of the receiving role when actually it was probably the opposite of that. So you hit on something there, John. I do think they've been stretched thin at that position. Probably wanted to get a a grad transfer last year and just, you know, really weren't able to pull one off. And so far we haven't seen anybody in the the transfer portal that's really grabbed my interest anyway. So uh, maybe they just got to roll with what they've got. You've got Aaron Outley coming in, Colin Sutherland, uh, Sutherland, a year older now, so we'll see what they can make of that group. Coach Kennedy's hire is the latest of a few coaching moves on the roster. What do you think in general of some of the moves that have been made lately? A little bit surprising to me, Joe, to be honest with you, sitting around last Friday morning and and heard about uh, John Cooper, you know, being, I guess they're calling that a parting of ways, and uh, it really surprised me. I know his, his guys felt really strongly about him. He had in my opinion, uh, from where I sit as covering their recruiting efforts, I thought he was doing a good job in recruiting, especially in the state of Oklahoma, which is his home state. He helped out on a lot of those guys. But, um, yeah, that one surprised me. Of course, uh, Ryan Rhodes going into a different role, probably not as shocking. But I'll tell you this, buddy, I, I truly believe it. Sam Pittman's not hes not going to mess around when it comes to having what he thinks is the best staff he can put together. And if you're an Arkansas fan, that probably excites you. So he's not hes not scared to make a move if he thinks, you know, he can get a better coach or there's a better fit for the current coach in another position. And, you know, he's shown so far he's not afraid to do that sort of thing. We'll continue our conversation with Danny West of Hogsports.com here in just a second. But first, folks, I got to tell you about betonline.ag. We got a lot of sports going on right now. We got college basketball in the mix. We have the NFL with the Super Bowl coming up as well. And NBA games are there. And before you know it, March Madness is going to hit. So if you're going to be looking at betting on some of these games, which is what, let's be honest, we all want to do. We all want to make money. We want to enjoy the games. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% off welcome bonus. No matter what the sport is, no matter what the event is, that's the place you need to go. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On for 50% off your welcome bonus with your first very deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Before we get back to Danny West of Hogsports.com, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes, like Fiat's and Kia's and models, and it doesn't really matter what year, make, model, whatever, it doesn't matter. Rock Auto's got you covered. It's a family business that's been serving auto park customers for 20 years online. If you go to RockAuto.com, shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. And when you go over there and you check them out, be sure to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You know, something that I was thinking about too, Danny, when you mentioned John Cooper, it's hard to see really how many coaches end up, you know, going this way or, you know, mutual departing or whatever, but at least we have an idea of why or what could be the reason. Do you have any idea of why? Was it something that they didn't like or something that philosophically didn't fit? Like, what was the reasoning behind this? I honestly don't. Uh, and I really, with Ryan Rhodes, I was probably less surprised. You know, but when you think about the tight end spot, I thought he had done a pretty good job with what he had. And I'm not saying, you know, Pittman hates the guy or, or trying to start anything like that. I have no idea why why they would make that move. But uh, I, I do think it, it was surprising to the coach, uh, Coach Cooper, based on what I hear. So, if he was surprised by it, then I was too. I promise you that. But yeah, no. Uh, I, I I wish I could tell you reasonings behind it, but I I honestly haven't heard. So it's it's probably something that Sam Pittman thinks, and uh, you know what, he's a head coach. They're going to go with it. And it, as mentioned, Coach Kennedy is known to be a great recruiter. So with some of these moves that have been made all together, uh, how does that tie into recruiting? What's the latest on recruiting? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of new offers uh, so far in the last couple of weeks. No new commitments or anything. Of course, they did pick up a preferred walk-on uh, commitment last night, if you want to count that, which I'm sure we should. But uh, Boog Street, well, we call him Boog. His name is actually Joshua Street, a big offensive lineman from Bentonville High School. Check this out, guys. He turned down full-ride scholarships to places like Kansas, Maryland, uh, UL Monroe, they all offered scholarships as well as UCA, I think, and uh, he turned them down. Uh, Coach Pittman offered him a spot to walk on, and he jumped all over it. And I asked him about that last night, and I said, you know, you're going to have a lot of questions to answer. A lot of people may look at you a little funny turning down a full ride for the Power 5 level, you know, and he said, I'm completely okay with that. I just wanted to be a Razorback all my life, and, and I was dead set on doing that. So pretty cool story for him. Really good kid. He actually transferred from uh, Danville. He was a little John and uh, transferred to Bentonville last year. So pretty good player, 6'6", 290, plenty of size there. Maybe they can make something out of him. You know, now that we have an idea of who's all returning next year as far as seniors that are coming back and the guys that are coming in, and I'm sure that there's always a chance that something will change and all of that. But but just looking at from it from the depth perspe- perspective, what do you make of this team's depth next year and after next year? Like, what's the position that they really need to focus on on depth? Because it seems like with all the ones that are returning, they're adding depth, obviously. But what's going to be the strength of that depth and where are some places that they're going to have to look to add some of that needed depth? Yeah, they've almost got so many, uh, so much depth that I'm worried they're going to run out of lockers at this mm-hmm. point, right? I think they're, they're over their number right now, which is a good thing. You know, you take advantage of the new rule. You got 10 seniors coming back that uh, obviously taking advantage of the new rule of getting that additional year. So that's a good thing. Arkansas is actually number one in the SEC right now 
in terms of that category where seniors say, you know what, I'm probably not quite good enough for the NFL, but I'll take my extra year. And I think that's a really good category to lead in the SEC. So it's much better than, you know, I think it would throw up red flags, to be honest with you, if all of them were like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to play for that guy again. So to have 10 of them is really good. But, you know, to answer your your uh, question there specifically, I think offensive line, to get your entire offensive line room back for next year, I think will be really key. Of course, they still got to recruit more size, and they're doing a good job with that. But just the additional year of, of being in the playbook, being in the same offense under the same assistant coach, is really key for them, in my opinion. So that would probably be my favorite group, if you want to call it that. So is that where the biggest impact will come from, the offensive line, I guess, if you look as a unit? And then uh, if so, then where's the biggest impact for guys who decided to move on? Yeah, man, you would hope so, uh, right on your first question there. I mean, they were uh, towards the bottom of the SEC in sacks allowed. I I want to say they were dead last in that category. And as I went through earlier, that some of the rushing categories, they've got a long way to go in that group. Granted, it's not always, you know, an offensive lineman that leads to the sack. Maybe Felipe did hold on to it sometimes, and maybe a running back missed a block or whatever. But, you know, it is what it is. You're you're bottom of the league in that category. You're not helping yourself. So to get that experience back, I think, is key. And then for the guys who are moving on, what was the question there, Joe? Just where will the biggest impact come from as far as where, you know, positions maybe where guys decided to move on? Oh, well, yeah, I would definitely start with quarterback, right? That's the easy answer with Felipe moving on. I think we're going to see a a really fun um, quarterback competition in the spring. And obviously it's easy easy to circle. KJ is kind of the starter going in, maybe the favorite to go in anyway. But I tell you guys, I think Malik Hornsby probably has the higher ceiling. And so if you can get that guy ready to play, man, uh, I know we only saw him on two plays this year, and those two plays didn't go anywhere. They ran him outside on a little stretch keeper plays and down at Auburn. Didn't work out. But I'm telling you, that guy's got a huge future ahead of him. Maybe they can get him going. We'll continue our discussion with Danny West of Hogsports.com here in just a second. But folks, you hear me telling you about Built Bar? I'm almost out of my Built Bars. I gave me 18 of them, and I've been working through them because they're just so easy, and I feel great. Like, that's the thing is some of these bars that you'll eat or you'll buy at the grocery store, they're so full of sugar and they make you feel kind of gross inside. And that makes you give the idea that they're healthy, but they're actually not. But that's what Built Bar is all about. It's great for all you health conscious people out there. You can lose or maintain your weight while indulging in something that tastes great. And it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And it's great for all different diets that you may do. They also have 18 different flavors to choose from. So you can always bet on your best. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, let me ask you this, Danny. I know it's a long way off of looking into your crystal ball. Arkansas's offense this past year was a lot better than I, I don't know if you felt the same way, but it was a lot better than what I thought it was going to be, like just effectiveness and especially in the fact that Rakeem Boyd really wasn't a factor in it. It was mainly Felipe Franks and, and uh, Traylon Burks and Traylon Smith and all those guys. But looking at it from next year, just knowing who they have and what's returning, do you feel like next year's offense will be better than what we saw this past year offensively? 
It sure depends on the quarterback, doesn't it? I mean, you lost a really good one in my estimation. I think Felipe, towards the end of the year, he was top three or four maybe in the league uh, playing really well. So it's going to come down to that and how much improvement that offensive line can make. Uh, they've got the bodies. And I think KJ showed a lot of confidence or, or helped people become more confident in him with what he did at Missouri, right? Three passing touchdowns, didn't turn it over. He ran for a touchdown. Some of those deep balls he was putting in there were nice. Now, he wasn't perfect, but that was a good thing to see from him. So whether it's KJ or Malik, they'll have to figure that out. But one of them needs to step up and, and keep it going here. We got somebody that's calling in on the Cartridge World Hotline. It's got a question for you, Danny. It's Big Red and Conway. What's going on, Big Red? How much, guys? Good show today. Uh, Danny, we lost, we lost Coach Step. We now lost a pretty decent recruiting tight end coach. Who's going to step up? on the coaching staff to fill those gaps. I mean, Coach Stepp was obviously capable of recruiting a lot of elite receivers, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, Danny, do you see some this current staff being able to kind of fill that gap? Do they still, you know, how are we going to fill that gap in recruiting? It's a really good question and a fair question. They, that was quite a loss, to be honest with you, when you lose a guy like Stepp. I, uh, I think he brought in seven or eight four-star guys at his position alone in the three years he was here. That's pretty incredible to average, you know, basically a couple per season or cycle. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a huge loss. I'm willing to give uh, Kenny Guyton time and see what he's made of. I know he's got a lot of connections down in Houston and whatnot, so a lot of talent down there if he can pull it out. I wouldn't expect seven or eight four-stars over the next <laughs> few years, but, you know, wide receiver is a little different. There's a lot of Mike Woods. Uh, Drew Morgan types, three-star guys who can be really good players, right? But to answer your question, buddy, I think Sam Carter, uh, the DB's coach, has a really good chance to to move into that upper echelon where we talk about guys who have really been great recruiters, Sam Pittman, Justin Stepp, Jeff Trailer. I think Carter's got a real shot. Appreciate the phone call, Big Red. Uh, Danny, you know, we just got a couple minutes with you. I'd be remiss not to ask you and to get your thoughts on how you feeling about, about your Kansas City Chiefs? We're making it yeah. back to the Super Bowl and trying to run it back, as they say. It's kind of old hat now, man. Used <laughs> to it. I mean, anything less would be disappointing, right? But now it's been it's been a fun one, man. It, it was really a frustrating team to watch this year. You know, so many close games, and I felt like they they played down to their competition a lot. I think seven games in a row there were decided by one score or less. Many of them were three or four points, but it was a tough one. But man, they sure seem like they've turned the flipped the switch a little bit here lately. So I feel good about it. Not great about it because I know who they're playing against, you know. But it's going to be tough. But we're going to enjoy it while we've got it. Well, Danny, we're going to uh, make sure we get a score prediction because we know. That's who right. you're picking in the game, but we'll get a little bit closer and we're going to start getting some uh, some picks from everybody, but we definitely got to get a score from you. Yeah. Oh, you want it right now? No, no. We can wait till we get a little <laughs> bit closer. Yeah, I need to do a little more homework on this quarterback <laughs> at Tampa. I, I hear he's pretty good. Yeah, that's actually, I feel like, has been kind of the story. And I don't know if it means anything in the grand scheme of things because it's going to come down to the players on the field, but I feel like that's actually kind of a benefit 
for the Chiefs is that everyone's just talking about Tom Brady being back and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. In other cases, it may be all the pressure and all the talk may on the Chiefs repeating. So I don't know, maybe this is something that can help you guys out, Danny, is the fact that you're not getting all the talk and all the praise. It's all about Tom Brady. So maybe you could be a little bit of the underdog in this. I'll take that. I'll take that. They need to be talking about that Tampa Bay defense because they're really, really good. That's the scary part. Mm-hmm. That pass rush is, is no joke. And also, Danny, as a fan, like you said, it's become an old hat, but isn't this the longest two weeks that you could possibly have as a fan Absolutely. where your team is involved and now you got to wait to see them again? Yeah, it's a long wait, but you enjoy it, though, because everybody's talking about your team. Absolutely. <laughs> Placing bets, right? So we'll take that over uh, not being in it for sure. Well, Danny, we appreciate you hopping on with us, man. You do a great work over there at hogsports.com. And it's still got a lot going on in Razorback land. No matter what, you guys do a good job of it. But we appreciate it, man, and we'll be catching up with you later down the road, all right? No, the pleasure is all mine. I appreciate y'all letting me come on. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that we may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast name. <clears throat> same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.